All right, Ulysses, it is Christmas Eve Eve. And with that, we thought we'd have a holiday-themed episode. What's on our wish list as a Rays fan? Oh, this is going to be good. I can't, I can't wait to unwrap this episode with you folks. Let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first lesson every day. Be sure you Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked on Rays, as well as listening to us on all the traditional podcasting platforms. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays and email us anytime at Locked on Rays at gmail.com. I should also note that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts all right ulysses let's get right into it what is on your holiday christmas wish list as a Rays fan well first of all i hope everybody's having a terrific holiday season um with uh whoever they want to spend it with hmm i i want offense I want offense, offense, offense. That's my Christmas wish list. Now, to get more specific on that, what if I told you that I would want a guy that has had three seasons where he hits 35 home runs or more? Would you be okay with that guy? I would be more than enthused at that guy. Is this guy even exist? Is he available? <laughs> Uh, he should be. Uh, what What if I told you that on his worst full year um, as a baseball player, he had a 106 WRC plus? That is very palatable to me. I keep talking. Okay. I, I think I want this as my Christmas gift as well. Good. I'm, 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 we're unwrapping little by little, people. This is how I like to unwrap presents. These I aren't like minor league numbers, take... are they? Oh, no. They're major league b baseball numbers, baby. So a little bit more peeling the curtain. What if I told you that he played 84 games at third base, 31 games as a second baseman, 25 as a DH, and three as a first baseman? Would that be appealing to you? That would be very appealing. We know the, uh, the Rays like versatility, among other things. Worst full year for him. 713 OPS. Are we okay with that? Uh, based on the Rays 2022 offense, absolutely. And guess what? He knows how to run the bases. 2.1 BSR, the base running category on Fangraphs. So that makes him above average as a runner. He knows how to run him. He's not quite fleet of foot. He's in the 47th percentile of sprint speed which actually just speaks very highly of him he doesn't have the raw material out there he, he's not a fast guy but he knows how to run the bases which is very very nice um lastly lastly what if i told you that this guy was in his last year of contract he has a club option for 2024 and he's being paid 
$13.5 million for the 2023 season. What would you say to that? That is well within the Rays' budget, I would think. His name, if anybody knows his name, that's great. Uh, but if you don't, his name is Max Muncy. Mm, interesting. How about Max Muncy? Now, okay, I said all the good things. Let's let's peel back the curtain on Max Muncy a little bit. It, it wasn't a great year for him, slash line-wise. 196 average, 329 on base, 384 slug. So again, 713 OPS. He did have 21 bombs, 69 RBI. The exit velo, 75th percentile. Uh, the chase rate, the guy does not chase. He's literally in the 100th percentile. Walk rate, mm. beautiful, 99th percentile. He does have a little bit of a K, K rate issue at the 25th percentile. He's not great defensively, but you can stick him everywhere and kind of just bear with him. Um, but this would be kind of a... A, a buy low season from Max Muncy. Yeah. I think when you look at baseball trade values, I was shocked, Kevin, shocked. Okay. When I put the little numbers in there, he was valued at 1.5. 1.5. That's so low. That means that this baseball trade values.com says that a one-for-one one trade of, get this, Max Muncy and the Rays for Taylor Walls, the, the, the Dodgers would be getting more value by Interesting. Taylor Walls at 280. So I know BTV.com is not a Bible. It is not right 100% of the time. It may be not even 50% of the time, but at least gives us some guidelines. If this is somehow relevant and true max muncie are the rays picking up the phone and and saying hey andrew old bud what do you got for 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 max that is an interesting theory the rays certainly are not anemic to making deals with the dodgers and andrew friedman and this would be the type of guy that you would hope a rebound bounce back candidate who has a really stellar track record and has been with a winning ball club and here's the other thing that I like about Max Muncie, or that sticks out to me about Max Muncie, I should say, is that he seems, for those Moneyball fans, he's a ball player. It, we don't care what he looks like in jeans. We're not selling jeans here. Like that, that should not be any part of the equation. He, I don't. He looks like a, a, a teller at the DMV, but he can play some baseball. Um, so. I'm with you there. If if the deal is right, something tells me it'd take a little bit more than Taylor Walls to uh, to sure. get Max Muncie out of L.A. I guess it depends on how much you need defense, um, depending on how that goes. But I think certainly some sort of deal uh, could be had and, and could be worked out. Uh, but I, I think that is the type of name that, yeah, the race should be going after and focusing upon as, again, the, the free agent market is thinning. Uh, you know, I would have thought that maybe, uh, you know, if we're talking about like a bounce back rebound candidate, that maybe they would have gone after a Cody Bellinger, but they missed out on that opportunity. So maybe Max Muncy is that next guy. And I understand I, if I were hearing, uh, oh, let's go get a uh, a bounce back candidate. If I would have heard that from my lips a month and a half ago, I would have been like, no, get a proven vet, man. A proven yeah. bad free agent. Like, let's spend the money. 
boom, didn't happen. The market apparently was way over asking prices, uh, over asking price on a lot of the the guys that the Rays were were targeting. Maybe they were they were in in for Cody Bellinger, but they valued him at fourteen mil. But when the Cubs yeah. say, "Hey, you want nineteen or seventeen, whatever it was," they'll he'll go to get more money. Duh. And all of that it, it happened with Abreu. It happened with Brantley. So I. And now I'm kind of shifting. Like you said, the free agent pool is, is thinning, is shrinking. And so you got to look elsewhere. I think the trade route is probably where you're going to hopefully get this offense from. And I, I really don't see, again, negatives. Okay, he's 32, so he's no spring chicken. But I kind of like that. I kind of, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I don't well, want him to be Wander Franco or, or, or have the, the versatility of Vidal Bruhan. Like, I just need a guy who can mash, has been there, done that. So he knows the ups and downs of a season, knows what it's like to play in a big ass market like LA. Now you bring him down to Tampa or St. Pete. Hmm. Maybe it yeah. can even bring out something else in him. And, He's in a contract year, no? Yeah. I mean, he has a club we, option. We know what that can year. do for guys as far as a motivating factor. Aaron Judge, anybody? Yeah. So yeah. so club option. So, I mean, you have to play well anyway to get yeah. that picked up. So I I, I like Max Muncy as an option. Um, I, no, I, I like the, it. We have to – I think we have to go beyond the point of the names that get bantered about uh, constantly. I think that uh, the Rays and – uh, listeners of this program, we have to maybe think a little bit more outside the box and and conjure up names that aren't Michael Brantley and Cody Bellinger and Joey Gallo and Brandon Drury. I think you know maybe we have to uh, th- there you have to look at some other options out there that are available, like we had on the mailbag episode, Seth Brown. That's something that that's a guy that you know hadn't been mentioned all that much either. So no, I like that. That would be a uh, a very bountiful uh christmas gift and uh it make i think many arrays fans very happy if that were to come to fruition for sure uh all right ulysses i'll, I'll tell you what's on my wish list i've actually got two items i'm a little bit greedy this year Ooh. uh but first we have to tell uh the audience uh something very important a very important message a very important holiday season um message yes so did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence that's correct. Uh, driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means that driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think that law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're most definitely wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, your parents can tell, everybody can tell. So if you think that you're fine to drive when you're high, just know you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. All right, uh, Ulysses, this guy may not have shown the power that uh, Max Muncy has shown over the past couple years, but he's still got a, a little power left in his tank. And I know that uh, there's been so much harping about a left-handed power bat but um i'm in the festive mood i'm in the nostalgic mood i'm in the bring back evan longoria uh to tropicana field move uh mood um 
I'm talking about a guy who hit 14 home runs in 89 games this past year, 13 home runs in 81 games in 2021, and then seven home runs in uh, 53 games in 2020. So I know uh, the injury bug has hurt him and hit him a little bit as of late, but I'm hoping that he could stay healthy for 110, 120, 125 games and give you 20 plus bombs. And I know it might not be the, uh, the, the best analytical option, but um, it's the fun option, bringing Evan Longoria back into a Rays uniform before he gets too old and he's already 37 now. Yeah. And again, Brett Phillips, did he not teach us baseball is fun? So all yes. of you that are just, you know, stuck on your spreadsheets, which again, we are too, when we're, we're doing all the, all, all the, the research and stuff, but like, you gotta, oh, oh this is fun. Like we right. follow sports because it's fun. Right. So it shouldn't all just be, well, the data says, sir, you know, it should also be like, Hey, you know, what could get maybe a couple more butts in the seats is people remembering Longo. And maybe, you know, wanting to see Longo and Wander and you make billboards yeah. with the with the with Longo and Wander, you know, uh, hugging each other. And like, you know, I, I, you could make so much, you know, just uh, what, what am I calling a merchandising and, and, and yes. marketing surrounding like the old Ray and the new Ray. Like you could just have a field day with that. Um, and I think that would help. I, I think I think emotionally the the fan is. I mean, the word fan is fanatic, so yeah. they're going to be emotional about this. You put something emotional like, hey, I was 10 years old when I remember Longo, and now I have a kid of my own. That, that yeah. Those things, you got to play with those things too, not because of, oh, well, you know what? His hard hit percentage has dipped down for 5%, so yeah. I don't think it's a right idea. Look, it'd be one thing if, okay, the Rays are that one player away, and they're a World Series contender. I think they're just kind of scratching the surface of trying to sneak into the wild card and win you know, between 86 to 90 games. So let's add a little bit of spice and flair to it. That's all I'm asking for. Um, and what better way to do that than adding Evan Longoria? Because the fan base has certainly been, um, they, they've gone through their, their rough patches here. So I, that would be that would be my first uh, wish list here. Uh, my second wish list would be um, just some closure in the Rays Stadium snafu. Um, quite frankly, I'm at the point where I don't care if it's in Tampa. I don't care if it's in St. Pete. I'm almost getting to the point where I don't care if it's in in Nashville or Portland. I just want there to be a there's to be some finality to know that this is where the Rays are going to play in 2028 and beyond, and that there's we're done with renderings. We're done with ifs, ands, or buts, but we actually have, there is some sort of mechanism and deal in place that yes, this thing is getting built at location A, B, or C. That would also be a tremendous Christmas wish list, uh, wish object item thing to happen. Uh, I, 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 I can't tell you how frustrated I have been through all these renderings, man. Like, it's when, just, when did the first rendering come out? Was it 2008, 2009? Two, during the 2008 season with the, the St. Pete, you know, the pavilion, the one that we're going to use like uh, like wind sails or something like from a sailboat, yeah. kind of like yeah, that, that idea. Then it was the, the Ebor one that we all fell in love with. Then it was, I guess another Ebor one that we never really saw renderings, but they were like on the K Force, and so like now they're oh, on the right, third yeah. Ebor uh, place. So I, we never really heard anything from the K Force one. It, it just kind of died without us without us knowing, and nowhere yeah. on, on either the Heinz uh, projects with uh, Pinellas and 
and the Daryl Shaw Ebor production. Yeah. So hopefully, man, hopefully we do get that Ebor one. My goodness, I'm, I'm partial to that. I'm so close. Um, the, yeah, the Rays need to put a ring on it. You know, they're they're like that boyfriend that never proposes, and before you know it, the the woman you know can't have kids. She's you know forty years. Old. You missed your opportunity. You missed your window here. You gotta do so, it. You gotta do yeah. it. So no, I, I I can't see another rendering. Well, I guess I can, but I want that rendering to be the actual thing. Like that's what it's going to be, right? It's not like yes. we're just getting hoodwinked here. Um, yeah. All jokes aside, do you have anything on your actual Christmas wish list in terms of Ray's paraphernalia, memorabilia? Is it a jersey? It is. A, is it a jersey? Is it a nice hat? Um, uh, coffee mug? Anything? I think um, I, I would like to get that Devil Rays throwback jersey with Franco on the back. Um, that would be nice. In purple, that would be nice. I guess you have to go to the store for that. Like you don't, you can't do it online. I, I don't believe so. And if you know how to get a Devil Rays throwback, that's not the one from China for twenty bucks. <laughs> I don't want that one. Yeah, don't want that. I want the real one. I'll spend the, sh- the the the. Can you tell the difference though between the fake one and the real one? I think the 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 real one is a little bit thicker material. Okay. Know? Yeah, than than the one in China. But I mean, it's, it is twenty bucks. But then you have to wait. Like I saw it. It was you have to wait for like more than a month. Like okay. Crazy. Where are we? Siberia? Well, kind of. Yeah. The point is, I think that would be my 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 go to. It's a Devil Rays throwback jersey with Frank on the back. How about you? Yeah, I don't know if I've uh, asked for anything raised related. I got a nice little um, whiskey glass that has a Tampa Bay Rays logo, so that's that's kind of my fix right there. Um, that's nice. Maybe I'll, I'll have to kind of wait and see uh, if they they add anybody else in spring training, otherwise, uh, or before spring training, if they make a trade because I've I'm kind of uh i'm not in a happy mood as far as being a a raise fan i'm not really like jumping at the bit to to buy a piece of memorabilia now if they go out yep. and, and trade for a big name or two then i would be more enthusiastic about um that scenario there so uh 100%. unfortunately i really don't have anything on my uh my wish list per se um maybe a nice little sweatshirt though you know a nice uh Nice Nike dry fit that you can wear, you know, for the two weeks of cold weather in the Tampa Bay area or that's central nice. Florida area. So that's yeah. probably what I would go with. So, um, all right. Uh, it is a Friday episode, um, which means we have baseball trivia and name that war. And, um, before we get to that, I, I should also mention that, um, if, uh, there are you listeners out there, you have anything that you, you want on your wish list or have on your wish list, put it in the comments. We love hearing that uh, as well. But uh, my trivia question, um, as we've talked about the last week or two, Kevin Kiermeyer, uh, we know he has a couple gold gloves to his name. But this trivia question uh, is in regards to guys who have a lot, a lot of gold gloves to their name. And in fact, I'm talking about guys who have at least 10 gold gloves to their name. So in front of me, I have a list of 13 position players, 13 position players who have at least 10 gold gloves. Ulysses, I need you to name five of them. So of course, Greg Maddox doesn't count. Jim Cat doesn't count. It's got to be position players. Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones is on this list. He's got 10. 
Ichiro. Ichiro is also on this list. He also has 10. Ozzy Smith. Ozzy Smith is on this list. He has 13. Brooks Robinson. Brooks Robinson is the clubhouse leader with 16 gold gloves. Yadier Molina. We need one more name. I'm sorry? Yadier Molina? Yadier Molina is not on this list, but am I making a mistake here? How many does he have? Let's see. Let's go to B-Ref real quick. This list may not be updated to include Yachty. I'll, uh, no, Yachty has nine, so strike one. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh, Omar Vizquel. Omar Vizquel is on this list with 11. Very good. Uh, the other names, Pudge Rodriguez, Roberto Clemente. Pudge had 13, Clemente 12. Keith Hernandez, 11. Willie Mays, 11. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. had 10. Roberto Alomar had 10. Mike Schmidt had 10. And then Cincinnati Reds, catching great Johnny Bench, also a proprietor of Blue Emu, also had 10 gold gloves. So there we go. Very good on that trivia question. You almost uh, got me with the Yachty one because I thought he... He's got 10 all-star appearances, but nine gold gloves. So he's very close. Uh, or so would have been close, very so close. close. I, I had a buddy who lived in, in, in St. Louis. He's a big cards fan. And uh, I think he, he showed me once, like, there was a bobblehead that they did with, like, all of his gold gloves in the bobblehead. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That's Just pretty cool. a bunch cool. of gold gloves behind, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, all right. So that was fun. I, I'm glad I did well. And I was also thinking about uh you know how one gets older uh, another year has gone by and how we are getting to the age kevin where we are now seeing the sons of other players that we yes. might have seen a little bit of their career or a lot of their career um, right and so my name that war for today and for those who don't know what name that war is is when we take a player who ha is no longer active and we go for baseball reference and we try to guess their career baseball reference war and today's non-active player is bobby witt what is bobby oh, witt senior now i guess mm. um career baseball reference war Wow, um, because I don't remember watching Bobby Witt. Was he around when we were alive? He started in, uh, I, I will give you this. Uh, he started in 86 and he ended his career in 2001. Wow, okay, I did not realize he had that long of a career. I totally uh, must have overlooked him over the course of my baseball watching youth. Um, I mean, I'll go out on a limb and say Bobby Witt Jr. will have a higher career war than Bobby Witt. Um, I'm just throwing from a blank canvas, throwing from the hip here. I'm going to say his career war is, uh, I'd like to give him, you know, one one point for every year he played, but I'll go a little bit less than that. I'll give him a 12, 12 career war. 
Very, very well done. Kevin Weiss, Bobby Witt's career reference, uh, career baseball reference war is 14.6. Mm. 14.6. Of course, he was a winner with the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2001. Um, he doesn't have a particularly, you know, jaw dropping career numbers, uh, except for, you know, the fact that he stayed healthy yeah. a lot of the time but his uh, career era is 483 uh in the whip of 1.569 so not terrific uh but again he, he he stayed in the big leagues for a long long time uh he was durable he had a 91 era plus uh, career uh, so you know just below a little bit below uh average but i think he would take a 91 era plus and have a World Series ring. I think that's that yeah. would make it all right in, in anybody's book. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Witt Sr. doesn't quite have the cachet of Craig Biggio or Vladimir Guerrero Jr., even probably Fernando Tatis Sr., for that matter. But, um, yeah, still uh, he can uh, produce great baseball playing offspring. So good for him. Again, we, we – uh, remark that anybody who who gets that pension plays at least a decade in the year uh, in in a big league career, you're doing something right for sure. So uh, there we go. That it is it for this episode. Hope you all have a wonderful Christmas holiday and uh, get to enjoy some time off and some time with your families. And we will be back on Monday. Thank you for making the Locked and Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Sports Today podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you next week.